It's the lowdown on Sports 1440. Hour number two. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Say hi to Doug and Mary. As a guy who has to wear glasses, I can't respect someone who wears fake glasses. I don't know, man. It's just weird from Oil City Dynasty. Well, yeah, the most weird, mar- the most marginalized people in the planet, glasses wearers. Like, I mean, listen, if I was wearing a cast or walking with crutches as a fashion choice, I get it. But I mean, wow. glasses, come on, like, harsh and harsh and harsh. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or you okay, know insensitive, look, but it's just look, it's a bit of a stretch for me. I hate to push back on Mother Teresa here, but holy mackerel, you're just like alienating 30, 40 percent. How many people wear glasses? And then how many people wear fake glasses? In this room, the, the split is about 50 50. I don't see the upside of you fighting with the glasses people. I'm just saying, like, if, if not that marginalized. Why can't you pick on people that don't exist? You know, like the Cardassians. I pick on them too. All right. We are now joined by Bagged Milk, who everybody picks on from Oilers Nation. How are you, sir? Well, it is true. I'm glad you recognize that I'm always picked on. I feel like it's undeserved, but I I move on anyway. I I find the thing that I do feel bad about for you is how few holidays you get compared to uh, your Rimchuk. You know, Tyler has a saying here at Nation HQ, and it's avoid the grind, and he lives that life as best as he possibly can. That's so it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. One day, maybe Tyler will will stick around to work a little bit, and I'll get to go on a little vacation. But I'm not holding my breath out. I, I you know, I, I when I worked with him, it was always like, uh, "Hey, can, can you help me over here lift this thing?" And he'd go, "No, my feet are too big." There was always some excuse about how he couldn't well, help. And if you're turning with those things, you got to be careful because they'll just knock things over in right. their in, in their pivot, you know. Right. One thing I do th- I, I do like is the company that I used to work for. They used to make him make that backup noise when your the big trucks back up, so you'd at least know he was coming. That's a good note. I think we should take that. Maybe put on a flashing light behind him as well, as well, just in case. Exactly. Some kind of like warning, early distant warning sign for his feet would be nice. Uh, Jack Campbell starts tonight. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's well-deserved, don't you think? I I think that the Oilers were kind of in a spot where, you know, neither Soup nor Stu had the starts to the year they wanted. Stu got the, uh, you know, he obviously came in in relief in game one. Game two didn't probably go his way that the way that he wanted. And then Jack came in against Nashville. It was fantastic. Stopped 42 of, uh, or 43 of 44, 977 save percentage. It looks like the guy that we were all pumping his tires in the preseason. So it's well-deserved. I think that right now, the goaltending, we just need wins. We need somebody to go in and provide stead, steady goaltending and just good minutes in the crease. And I think that Campbell did that in spades on Tuesday night. No surprise to me that Woody's going back to him because I feel like he's earned it. So he's four games into a three-year contract, and he's on waivers. Zach McEwen uh, has been waived by the Ottawa Senators. I know the orders were interested at one point. I know they have Adam Ernie, and maybe they don't want McEwen, but he's 775. Any thoughts that they they might pull the trigger and put in a waiver claim on Zach McEwen? It is an interesting one. And, you know, we got a lot of teams that are up against the cap that are kind of making some moves that maybe they wouldn't otherwise make. But like you said, 775 up until 25-26 season. That's a long time for the player that Zach McEwen is. I just, I can't see the Oilers claiming him, even though he is a right shot guy. I think that they've got 
their Zach McEwen and Adam Ernie, or at least some version of that. Adam Ernie's got a little bit more touch than Zach McEwen does. His career points uh, totals are a little bit higher. We saw he likes to throw the body around. He likes to be a bowling ball. The only difference to me, at least in my head, looking at the two is that one's left-handed and one's right-handed. I just can't see the others putting a claim on here. I think, if anything, they would probably want to give a guy like Rafael Lavoie some minutes over trying to clog up the right side. It's an interesting move by the Sens. A little bit surprised, but I, I just don't see him being a fit here in Edmonton. I'd be surprised, I guess. Bag Milk joining us from Oilers Nation. Vincent DeHarnay drawing back into the uh, roster. I think part of it is that the, the Flyers do have some heavy heavy bodies and Philip Broberg uh, likely coming out. Uh, your thoughts on DeHarnay drawing back in and then Broberg how he's performed so far this year well and we've talked about this a couple of times already on this weekly hit where Broberg's kind of got I'm not going to say pressure because I don't want to say that about the kid he's still a young man trying to make his way but like he does have some pressure on him to try and elevate himself into an everyday NHLer and sure, you can say the Phillies been a little bit bigger and Vinny DeHarnay comes in and will add a little bit more truculence to take from Brian Burke. But ultimately, don't you think, Al, that if Philip Broberg was knocking the door down right now, just all over the ice like a man possessed, that they wouldn't pull him out of the lineup regardless of who the opposition is? That's very fair. And I, I do think that um, at the deadline... If if Broberg is the ask, he might be finding a new address. I, I think that we're at that point. I'm not saying we're absolutely there because he's got the rest of this year to go. But, you know, it's five years and, you know, he's he's not moving the needle like you'd want him to for a number eight overall pick. Well, that's just it. And you look at the game on Tuesday against Nashville. He played the fewest minutes by a substantial margin. He played 1459, just under 15 minutes. The next up was Bouchard at just under 18 minutes. So he's not even getting the opportunities that you'd like to see him get. And and again, like I said, Vinny DeHarnay makes sense to me because he's going to come in and he's not going to take any grief from anybody in front of the net around soup. You like the way that he plays on the physical side of the puck, but it's like I said, if Philip Broberg was playing lights out hockey, he wouldn't be coming out regardless of the opposition. So I hope at least for Philip Broberg, he kind of goes, oh, okay, so I'm going to get swapped out for Vinny in games like this? Okay, I need to get going here. So when we look at this game and the Oilers are one and two and they got off to a rocky start, I, I like you, you, you know, they've still got to win the game. But if they if they come out of the first four games at two and two, I think the the at some level we can probably uh, tell the panicked folks to to relax a little bit. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. In fact, like I thought some of the overreactions at 0-2 are just, they're a little bit nuts to me. I tend to follow the Bob McKenzie school of thought in October where some of the early results don't really matter while teams kind of figure themselves out and they kind of start gelling a little bit. So I wasn't too, too concerned about losing the first two games. Don't get me wrong, I was annoyed. I was upset about the way those two losses happened. But ultimately, there's no reason to panic. But coming out at 2-2, and I think that... I, th- I think that's a reasonable result here early in the season. Besides, Philly is a team that the Oilers probably should beat more often than not, and they need to show that they can win these games too. And a little added motivation, Philly just shut out the Canucks in their last time out. So the Canucks beat the Oilers, Philly beat the Canucks. Why not return the favor vis-a-vis beating Philadelphia? That's all fair. Bag Milk joining us from Oilers Nation on Sports 1440 in the lowdown with Low Tide. Um, when I when I saw the lineup for the last game and I, I, I saw that, that McDavid and Dreisaitl were together, I looked at that and I thought, you know, one of these times they do this, 
Nuge and the second line are going to perform well, and then McLeod and the third line are going to perform well. And I'm not saying everybody was clicking and, and everything worked perfectly, but, but I, I think there's enough there up the middle and on the wings for the orders at times to maybe put those two guys together, the Glimmer Twins, Dreisaitl and McDavid, and be able to survive and maybe even you know outscore a little bit on the second and the third lines. Are we close? I, I, you have to think we're close. I mean, is Fogle a natural fit in the top six? I guess that's the biggest question in that group. But ultimately, how can you argue the results that we saw on Tuesday night when all three of those guys had a goal? They were producing at even strength too, Al, which is something that, you know, a guy like Nugent Hopkins gets picked on for all the time. Uh, you can't produce even five on five if it's not Connor and Leon. That trio did it. It makes sense to keep them together and see what they can do tonight against Philly. But going back to the original point of the question, I don't know that I necessarily love having Connor and Leon together all the time this early in the season. I feel like the team is more balanced when they're apart. But at the same point, if you've got, if you're a closing pitcher, and you've got the best cutter in the league, you're going to use that every single time that you have the opportunity. And I think that's what Woody's doing. I'm not saying that Tuesday night was a must-win situation for the Oilers, but maybe spiritually it was. And having them together gives you a really good chance to win every night. They're a handful at the, at the worst of times. They are completely dominant at the best of times. And they're fun to watch when they're together. But ideally, I'd like to keep them separated. Maybe throw them together for shifts after a penalty kill or something like that. Or mix them in. Or That's why I like when they're 11-7 and seven and you can rotate those guys through their lineup a little bit differently. But, again, it's hard to argue with the results. The Oilers won 6-1. They were great from the crease outward. So... Why fix what's not broken? And uh, what, has Frank done the the the, uh, the 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 Thunderball rally run yet, or what, what, when does that happen? No, Frank's picks hasn't happened yet today. Uh, I left him today to come to Nation HQ. I left him with some notes in his kennel, so he's been studying. I'm sure, maybe taking a quick power nap making sure that he's feeling refreshed mentally and physically about what's going to happen tonight against Philly. So we're going to record that a little bit later in the afternoon, probably come out around 4.30, 5 o'clock. And you can trust this dog with a piece of paper not to rip it up? Well, there are sometimes, and I'm going to release more of those this year. It doesn't happen very often where there's a blooper of sorts with Frank's picks. He's pretty well trained now. Right. Uh, he pretty well expects knows what to expect but there are absolutely times when he comes flying in he grabs the paper and bolts across the room and he goes somewhere else <laughs> he has a mind of his own most of the time he can keep it together but we'll see what happens so i'm going to be sure to release all those this year as well good stuff thanks for this appreciate it sir thanks Al. all right that's bag milk from Waters nation i think we're in agreement the the campbell start makes sense um I'm a, I'm a little surprised Broberg is coming out this early because I don't think he's played poorly, but probably the physicality of the Flyers, and you don't want DeHarnator, you know, sit for too long. Plus, the PK needs help. Although I don't, I mean, I don't even know what the PK needs. I'm not um, able to. They always say, all of the smart people tell me that personnel doesn't matter on the PK. It's it's structure and deployment and getting in lanes and blocking shots. And I do know the orders haven't been good at that. Maybe that's what they want is DeHarnay to, because DeHarnay does block shots. Maybe that's one reason why he's in the right lineup tonight. I'm not sure. These people, and they don't, the glasses thing has started, you know, I'm not saying it's a thing, but it might be a thing. 
I wear glasses, and if I didn't, I'd wear fake ones because I like them, and I look good in them. Northside Adam. So he's on your side. And I thank you very much for that. That's one. How many negatives? Not many negatives at all with you guys. All good for now. For now. Score two for the good guys. That's Boreal, Bernie. Don't get a lot of Boreals this far north. Californication. People are still wondering what what the outrageous and titillating television show I'm currently watching. Are you watching Chucky TV series? It came out in 2021. <laughs> well, I don't know that it's a new series. I will put it that way. I don't think it is. Back in the day when I managed the Banff ALCB store, I met a young couple from the United States. They complained to me that their cocktails lacked potency. I had a heck of a time explaining that our liquor at 40% ABV was the same as their 80 proof. I sold them a bottle of oven-proof rum. They returned the next day complaining that they, the shot they poured evaporated in their mouth before they could swallow. Some people are never satisfied. Phil from the balcony in Banff. Well, what's your favorite, like if you could choose, what's your favorite liquor choice? Not that you drink a lot or at all. Yeah, I like beer. Like I like to have a, a beer while I'm watching the game. Like, Take your time. Think about it. I don't know. I don't have to take my time. I don't have to think about it. I like, listen, like college football on a Saturday, NFL football on a Sunday. And what kind game. of beer? Any specific? I like lagers. Lagers? I like okay. lagers. Yep. Right. So you like the dark beer, the heavy beer? Well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about because I thought lagers were lighter well, beers. Well, so are clearly you, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Are, are, are you, when you have three of them, do you feel like? Lethargic? No, no, right. no, no. Of course, you're 26. Nothing makes you feel lethargic. Mm-hmm. Fresh as a daisy. After you know. three, four, though. You know something that you could maybe look into. I was thinking about this myself, but I just don't have time with all my great ideas. You would make a great uh, Super Dave Osborne if they were going to redo that series. Okay. Do you know that series? No, but I like the compliment. No, I uh, really, I think you could be Super Dave. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look into it. Super Dave Osborne YouTube. I, you could be that guy. I'm just saying I can see you as Super Dave Osborne. In fact, I, I'm i shocked I didn't think of it. So you are the personification of Super Dave Osborne. He was a naive but optimistic stuntman who was frequently comically injured when his stunts went spectacularly <laughs> wrong. That's the first line on Wikipedia. <laughs> It was, I, you know, it's, it's slapstick, it's visual humor. I, he always got me. He always, I just howled. Super Dave, it's not like it's sophisticated humor, but I loved it. I just did. Okay, your comments on the way. We've got hockey rumors on the way as well. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Powered by Wolf GMC Buick. Was this a leftover from Twang Tuesday? It's not, but I thought about playing it uh, during Twang Tuesday. I, I think I typed something in and that came up, but it just seemed a little too modern for what we're going for on Twang okay. Tuesday. Okay, so why did you play that one? I, I like the song. Yeah, I, wanted, nice I song. wanted to hear it. So Okay, well then there's Easy nothing enough. wrong with that. That's a good reason. You know, we appreciate you. I think we should start a new feature, though. We do Friday. You do the uh, Declinations Friday. Uh, I'd like to do a Damick Declan Monday. And it would be something that irritated you or you irritated someone on the weekend. 
Okay. I, like I don't so. think you could go through two and a half days without making somebody angry. No, I think you're absolutely right. So this would just be like a ranting segment every Monday. Sure. Where but it would be, yeah, I cut a guy off and then he got out of the car and he had a wrench, you know, stuff like right. that, you know. Yeah, okay, we can definitely do that. Because I feel like your life is sort of constantly in conflict with the public. I don't know who you think I am. I went to but get I some cabbage at the grocery store and I was mugged in aisle 3C. <sighs> Nope. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Not much else I can say. I really like the Super Dave Osborne idea. You'd be so good at that. Super Dave! <laughs> that's like 40 years old and I'm still laughing and it's not even a specific thing. It was so funny. And you knew what was going to happen, you know, and it still makes you laugh. Well, it makes me laugh. So, uh, I have a question. Uh, speaking of Broberg and DeHarnay, in your opinion, do either become full time players? If yes, when and do who do they replace? Thanks. The, the Kulak is the guy who will move out eventually, or Broberg, one of the two. But I think DeHarnay is here to stay. Uh, he's a pretty unique player, although he's one dimensional. What are you talking up our guests uh, on the on the text line? NWT uh, Grant, you're talking about how great he is. Yeah, I like to reply. Uh, I like to reply when I can. No, we were talking about the Randy Gregg interview yesterday. Oh, on the Randy Gregg's show. great. It was oh, incredible. He's a really good interview. It was. I'll tell you, Dave Nedwin was with uh, with Gregor a little bit earlier uh, in in the year, and he had a great interview. But Randy topped it. I could listen to him talk for hours. He was. Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah, he was. Um. Quick question, Al. I'm curious how it's Anderson who is the point per game or a power play goal leader for the Oilers. What made him so good in the power play? And how was Gretzky Curry Messier not the power play goal leader? Well, Anderson had a great release. He was also he had no fear at all. He'd drive right to the net. And he was a pure goal scorer. Uh, you know, he was a lot of other things. It was kamikaze, righteous, righteous winger. He just did, went right to the net. Um, but he was, he was good. He was very good power play scorer. The others were as well. I don't know what the gap is, but they, they, they were just stupid good. They just were. On a standard test of intelligence, not all tests are IQ scores. I know that. Um, when I was in grade 10, we did something called an aptitude test, and I scored very well in it. And I think at that point, they got rid of that, you know. Yeah, clearly it does not make sense. Uh, people are doing well or shouldn't be, so they ditched, ditched it. They saw your score and were like, ooh, you got to scrap this. Well, this clearly, is, you know, this we, is messing up the data. The guy, the guy who made this, you know, he, I, it looked sound, but if we get this kind of reaction, we can't have that. Society will, will run amok. I want to see DeHarnay and Namalainen as a fairing, appearing full time. Won't happen. There's a lack of foot speed there and they don't move the puck. You can run McDavid and Leon together all year if you roll the lines. Well, the coach likes to get those guys in there. Is it the Golden Bachelor? I don't know, but that sounds like a very interesting show. Where that the glasses make people look smart when you have to fail a test to get them, Eric, from Eric. There's a little shot there. Are you, you know, the little edgy there with the, the fake glassery. I don't think that was a shot at me. I think it was a, it was a funny joke, but... You know, was it? It's not really. You don't fail like you fail a medical test, <laughs> so kind of out of your control. Is it? 
I think so. I don't know. Well, maybe you could eat more carrots growing up, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, don't put your knee in that culvert, you know, stuff like that. I want to jump back really quickly. What about DeHarnay and Nimalainen is like the second pairing on the penalty kill or something? No. Okay. Uh, Never. I, I'm, not, I'm not allowing it. Okay. Okay. Uh, LT, if it's not the boys, you really should highly recommend it. Okay. Kruger is getting better. Well, Kruger started off at a high level. I, I don't think he's plateaued, but, I mean, he was, you know, out of 10, he's like an eight and a half. I would say I actually got worse. I don't think so. Looking back, stepping back, looking through the lens as an honest assessment, I think I've probably gone down a little bit of a notch. Just saw a clip from Super Dave going off the CN Tower, brought back some good memories. I remember that one. <laughs> it was clearly not him, but it was still funny. Californication is good, too. Dave Osborne playing piano in the back of a flatbed truck that went into a tunnel. Dave and the piano didn't clear the tunnel. Absolutely floored me, Coach Mike. It just it, it's all just dumb stuff. It's like uh, um, uh, I love the Three Stooges, and and if you if you don't love the Three Stooges, it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. You just go, yeah, it's three idiots. But if you love it, then you just love it, you know. And and I do. I love all of that. I love Laurel and Hardy, too. They're wonderful. We need an Expos Day every week. Low Tide shares Expos stories, and you guys get ex-Expos players or managers to interview and share stories. Expos Tuesdays. I love it. You just pick a year, and I can come up with something. I remember the year Woody Fryman's left arm straightened out. He was a, a farmer from, I don't know, Louisiana or Tennessee, and he could throw. He's lefty, came up. Late fifties through twenty fifteen years, something like that, and uh, in eighty one he went to um, Dick Williams and then Jim Fanning. He goes, Skipper, I my arm straightened out. I can't pitch. Okay, and he's a farmer, so you know he's telling the truth. I almost heard the had to change the station when I heard the crying, the country music. That was good. I enjoyed that. Hey, Al, why are we not discussing the fact the Oda's uh, defense leaked shots? How did they allow 40-plus against a weak Predators team? Well, that was score effects. Do I need to explain score effects again? Because it, it's not a difficult concept, but sometimes people forget. When you get up big in a game, like if there's a large lead, then you are, it's just a human condition. You play defensive as opposed to pushing. You don't need any more goals. And so when you've got an early lead like that, the score effects take effect. All right. Hope that helps. At Kulak's price point, he's untouchable, in my opinion. Really good skater. Plays tough if needed. The problem is you've got Broberg, who's less expensive. You could cut off at least, I think, a million and a half by including uh, Broberg and sending out Kulak. Declan's glasses equals AI. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. I don't know. No intelligence, all artificial. <laughs> what can I say? Uh-huh. The Golden Bachelor is a waste of time. I couldn't get past the first episode. The guy is super weird. Makes it hard to watch from Luke. Uh, a Golden, I'm assuming that means that he's old. Am I not getting the concept of this? I don't know. Maybe he's a golden god from the beach. I don't know. Saskatchewan seal skins binding. Tomato soup. 
does CC have trade value? Would you trade him for an upgrade with Nurse, Coach Mike? Uh, you could trade him, but part of the value would be getting his cap hit off the books. I failed an IQ test, but I'm bumped. Super Dave is my hero from Walter. Well, you wouldn't go wrong with him as your hero, in all seriousness. And the commentator guy, you know, I mean, Super Dave Osborne gets run over by a steamroller. And <laughs> dummy with the microphone goes over there and says, Dave, are you hurt? I'm going to have to watch some Super Dave. Look, I know it's not, you know, you're probably disappointed in me because it's such a ridiculous thing to love. It's not, it's not difficult humor to understand. It's the most basic humor in the world. But I love that stuff. It, you know, not everything has to be highbrow. And Super Dave Osborne was not highbrow. Super Dave and Albert Brooks were brothers, yes. Super Dave was lame, but his appearances on Curb Your Enthusiasm was elite. Well, he was I think he was brilliant everywhere. Ty, there's a movie about Super Dave. It's called the Super Bob Weinstein movie. Uh, you got to watch. It'll have you howling. Did you know his brother is Albert Brooks? I did. I actually, one of the more interesting things about me is I love Albert Brooks movies. Now, you may never have heard of Albert Brooks because his movies would get made by major studios. But then they wouldn't, only the people who loved Albert, Albert Brooks and probably Alvin Brooks uh, would go. So you, you wouldn't, you, it would never be like the top movie ever. But it would always be entertaining. Like he, he, just, he just had a way about him that was was like Lost in America. I remember that movie. And uh, I went with somebody who did not like the movie at all. I loved it. Or in broadcast news, when he finally gets his big chance and can't stop sweating. So good. Mother is, if you have not seen Mother, you've got to watch it. Albert Brooks was a, you know, fantastic uh, artist. His movies are, are unusual and someone might say weird, but I liked them. I really enjoyed his, his work. Why the deflection of the last question, Al? Your answer is incorrect. Predators were 11 shots before Elders had scored two. Score was 0-0. Eden, father of Arius. Well, how many high danger chances did they have? I know Campbell stopped a few early, and then they settled in and they scored. This is not an atypical result. Happens all the time to teams. Yes, Al, the Golden Bachelor is 71, I think, from Luke. Okay. Well, now, to me, that's interesting. I will tell you that, that, and I don't want to share too much because it's a sports show and I never to go outside the sports lines, but as somebody who is 61 and my wife passed a year ago, the idea of, of interacting at a level you haven't interacted with somebody like new in about 40 years is kind of overwhelming. And, um, and I mean, I don't know what the hell this guy does, but you know, it might... <laughs> It might help guys like me, this golden bachelor. I bet he's good looking. I bet he dresses well, you know. Hey, guys. The Super Dave reference, so great. 
Wasn't it on the bon- John Biner show, Bizarre? Yeah, that's where I saw it, yeah. Always remember him being in a car crusher, and he has safe word with Mike on the microphone. I remember that one, too. <laughs> this is so embarrassing that I'm laughing at one of the lamest shows in history, but it always made me laugh. Um. Lotan, have you ever seen Jerry Seinfeld comedians in the cars on coffee on Netflix? You need to see the first Bob Einstein, aka Super Dave episode. It's the best one. I think I've seen some of it, but not all of it. I will look that up. Do you guys know that Super Dave was a star in Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh yes, he was great in that show. Super Dave on the Norm McDonald show was a hell of an episode. Very, very politically incorrect, but very, very funny. Miss those guys. Norm McDonald did a an appearance on Conan. Um, oh man. Carrot Top was in a movie. And the, his co star was. Courtney Thorne Smith. Who had been in. Was it Beverly Hills 921? No. Melrose Place. That's what it was. Melrose Place. And so Norm's on the sofa, and he's done. And then they're going to talk to her about this chairman of the board movie that that Courtney Thorne Smith and Carrot Top are in. And when you do those movie hits on a talk show, you're trying to talk up the movie so people will be excited about it and go see it. And quite frankly, Carrot Top would never be a reason, but Courtney Thorne Smith would be go watch the movie and she talked about how sweet carrot top was and how wonderful he was and if you can go to youtube and find the clip norm mcdonald not only takes over the entire segment he ruins the segment and kills the movie within about five minutes watch the whole thing and at the end of it at the end of it it's like you can see careers ending all of them like in a row it's it might be the best television I've ever seen. So good. Okay, on the way, hockey rumors and more of your comments. You're on fire today. This is the lowdown with low tide on Sports 1440. 142. This is the lowdown on Sports 1440. Driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Not much for rumors today. Kevin LeBanc being placed on waivers by San Jose. Alex Ovechkin failed to sh- record a shot on goal in back-to-back contests. And there were some other waivers, including Zach McEwen and Jansen Harkins. There was one other as well. I'm looking for it now. This will only take a minute. And I want to get to a few more of your texts because you're interesting today. Not that you're not interesting every day. But some days are diamonds, and some days are stone. And today is a diamond. Okay. Listening to Dr. Randy Gregg's interview yesterday, do you think Steve Hogle could do for the Elks what he's doing for the Riverhawks from Chris? I'll say this. I've known Steve Hogle for almost 40 years, and he is an extremely bright guy. He has the energy of his dad, and by that I mean it's endless and boundless. He's a smart fellow. Uh, I saw him at the Riverhawks games 
this year. One in particular, he was running himself ragged, but he was getting everything done. He's a smart guy. He's well-liked. He's well-read. He's, he's a, a guy who knows everybody in town. And he presents himself in a really classy way. So any organization that were to reach out to him and have him be a part of uh, their, their, their program would be wise. And he's always been like that. He's a really good guy. He's one of my favorite people. And no, he's not going to pay me to say it, although I will send him a bill. Did you know there were Dave Super Dave uncensored shows? Unbelievably hilarious from Hacksaw. I did not know that. I don't think I could laugh any harder, though. Super Dave's father was a comedy writer and a fine comedian in his own right. Yeah, chairman of the board. The, the spelling is the, the it's the punchline. Oh, it's so funny. Honestly, please, please, would you please do that for me? Like I would consider it a, a favor to me personally because I want you to laugh as hard as I did when I saw it. So it's Courtney Thorne Smith, Norm Macdonald on Conan as guests, and they're promoting or he's she's promoting chairman of the board. He is killing the movie in real time. Low Tide, stupidest show, Dave, Super Dave ever, like you found it hilarious from Brian S. I did. I, I, I'm not going to deny it. I understand it's not, you know, the, the highest form of humor, but sometimes it doesn't need to be, you know. Might want to watch Murderville. It's the same kind of humor. Horror bad, but can't stop watching it. Norm is the funniest comedian of all time, in my opinion. I miss him every single day. Me too. The one he told this story to was it Letterman or was it Conan again about a um, a moth I think it was and it <laughs> it's endless for no reason and then you get to the punchline and then you know why really interesting regarding McEwen Washington Junior here in Moncton would be a nice ad great team guy tough as nails. Loved in all the rooms he's been in, Mike from New Brunswick. I just know that there was a lot of rumors around him in, well, I don't remember when, when he was maybe a free agent or leading up to free agency. And he would, you know, they, they want a guy who can get in there and, you know, be a ruffian, as the kids used to say. Super Dave had amazing guests. Watch Norm Macdonald on Dennis Miller live talking about quitting smoking. Tears will roll down your cheeks from laughing so hard. Uh, I, his, his, his imitation of Gordon Lightfoot is, is just so good that you're, you're just, you're, you're amazed by the fact that you, you, you're listening and he's funny when he does it and he works up to it because he always did any bit he had, he'd work up to it and he did a brilliant job on it. So good. What do we have on Jason's show coming up? Do we know? Yeah, we got it right here in front of us. Amy sure. Trask, former Raiders CEO and right-hand man to uh, to Al Davis, going to be on the show at 2.20. Nice. Robin Brownlee from Oilers Nation, going to be on at 2.40. Terry Ryan, co-hosting, uh, starts off at th- starts at 3, I should say, with Greg and Connor. Sean Merriman, former uh, AFC West wrecker, 
with the uh, then San Diego Chargers is going to be on at 3.20. Colin Livingston for the Cantork Race Report at 3.40. Speck's going to be on a little earlier today if you uh, listen to the Gregor Show and always listen for him at 5. He's going to be on at 4.20 today. And then Laddie Schmid, big guest of the day, going to be in at uh, 5 o'clock for some around the NHL. There you go. So, mm, waivers today. I had a partial list earlier. Jansen Harkins by Pittsburgh, Zach McEwen by Ottawa, and Radim Simic, or Radim Simic, from San Jose. Darren Dreger tweeted out earlier today, the Ottawa Senators plan on signing Craig Anderson to a one-day contract so he can retire a senator. Tuesday versus Buffalo appears to be the target. Good man, great gesture by the senator, says there Mr. Dreger, and he's right. Anderson had some big games against the Oilers. Oh, yes, he did. The moth joke's so good. Conan plays off Norm so well. It's true. That because he can't get him on point, and you're trying to get in your... And it's just the loosest joke ever, and then he hits it, and you're like, oh, my God. Mr. Bean, where he gets the turkey stuck on his head. I was on the floor laughing from Darren. That's a very good one, too. Mr. Bean's stuff in churches is good, too. And when he's nervous, he's the reverend and doing a wedding. I can't remember the movie he's in. That's excellent. But whenever I think of a, an English guy doing a wedding scene, I think of Princess Bride and Wav. True Wav. <laughs> That's a great movie. If you have, have you seen The Princess Bride? Yeah, of course. Love The Princess Bride. Okay. It's a classic. Well, I've had producers who have not. And I. Just say Tyler. Okay, Tyler didn't watch it. <laughs> God, I just yeah. like. How can you not watch that movie? It's so good. It's such a and Andre the Giant. Come on. Yeah. When uh, my daughter was little, I'd say, "Let's watch Princess Bride," and she'd go, "Oh, come on, Dad. We've already watched it." And I'd say, "Oh, we got to watch it again." So we watched it. I don't know how many times, but to this day, she'll say, "Hey, Dad, do you want to watch Princess Bride?" I go, "You bet I do." Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. Inconceivable. Well, and Columbo's in it. I mean, for God's sake. I mean, he's in a different role, but you get the idea. I think the Oilers should win tonight. That doesn't mean they will. They're a superior team. They got to stay out of the penalty box. And I mean it. They really got to stay out of the penalty box. Kevin LeBanc taking that sweetheart deal for one year with San Jose will go down as one of the worst decisions by a player in the or, in negotiations. Right up there with Curtis Glencross not signing an extension to test free agency, only to never play another game in the NHL. Norm McDonald describing the Bill Cosby situation is hilarious. I have not seen that, but I bet it is. I wonder why Brad gets so many Chargers guests for the show Connor is a part of. Oh, are they reading them? I beg your pardon? Oh. Listen, you got to help out the big Chargers guy. What? You got to feed him. What are we doing here? Did I mess up? No, you didn't, but you caught up just in time. Mm -hmm. You weren't listening. I was. Got the funky glasses on. Not that funky. You know, honestly, you're killing the show. With Norman Super Dave, people don't know what you're talking about. Well, they've been texting in about it.
People are now texting, texting in the lines Norm Macdonald gave that night. I'm not giving it away. Please watch it. Please watch that segment. You would be doing me a personal favor. If you've ever liked anything I've ever done, if you've ever said, oh, that low tide, I'd like to do this for him. Please go on and watch that. I'm serious. And then, and then, I don't know, t- t- grab me on Twitter and send me what your reaction is. Honestly, so funny. Looking at Kruger's new glasses on uh, on X, I'm convinced he's Gregor's clone. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that, but oh, I'll take that. Okay, that's that's not bad at all. All right, well, you know, well, Gre- Gregor's a good looking guy. I remember when he had hair, though. You know, he could still grow it back; he just doesn't want to. He could have a full head of hair, but he's so damn stubborn that he won't do it. What the hell's that about? I mean, it's me with these glasses. It's a fashion choice. You know what looks best, and you roll with it. I just don't understand that. All those hair pieces and just they want to get out there. I've increasingly, I do not have a hair piece. But as I get older, I have a a line where the gray kind of overtakes the the roundy whatever color I have normally. And it sort of does look like I've, and I, I actually let one person, she was so vehement about it, I let her pull my hair and then I realized she was just being an ass. And yes, it was a coworker. Oh, boy, the stuff I have to put up with. No, I think the orders will win tonight. Campbell will play well enough. Uh, they got to stay out of the penalty box. Toronto Rattles got his team playing well, though. They're 2-1, and one, and they beat the Canucks. Now, tomorrow, we'll have Steve Lansky on the show. And who else do we have on Fridays? Your Ramchuk. Your Ramchuk will, will be by right. at uh, 120. Ramchuk, and then, right. then we'll figure out, figure out what else you want, and we'll make sure. it happen. Well, I mean, I don't know what we want. The, the weekend NFL is going to be interesting. Connor um, Halley, maybe. Break it all down. You know what? We I t- asked him to come on, and he said he would, and I keep forgetting, which is such a good thing. People love you when you do that. Hey, I'd like to have you on, and then you forget. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, that son of a gun. And they've had me on their show, and they were quite nice about it. Well. Let's get Halley. Let's do it. You know, we, because the Chargers don't get enough love on this show. <laughs> Nobody. No. Could we get a Chargers guest, please? Have we heard about Taves' extension in, uh, in this part of the world yet? Yeah, we have. We talked about it. What am I supposed to watch? Whatever you like. Oh, uh, uh, Norm Macdonald on with um, Chairman of the Board was the movie. The girl from Melrose Place was on it, and it was Conan. So type all of those things in. Type in Conan... Norm Macdonald, chairman of the board. All right. I enjoyed today very much. I have to run. Please enjoy Jason Greger, who's on the way next. And it's time for a sports update.